0: Welcome to Success Coaching with Eric Reed. This show is for you if you'd like to develop more strategic growth in your business and in your life, become more profitable, and develop the strategies to leading a happier, more balanced life. And now, your host, Eric Reed. Welcome everyone to, I guess this is the end of a year and uh, wanna just uh, welcome those of you who are first time listeners and tuning in for the first time Do you find us live or through podcast. I appreciate you and those of you that show up week after week, thank you so much. It means a lot to me uh, being able to come together in this space and provide some information that I think may help move you and your business forward is always one of my goals and you know, I'm glad you made it today, and I hope when you leave, you leave with something of value because ultimately, that's what I'm here for. So I sort of overlooked the fact that maybe I should take a minute and introduce myself, kind of got over that habit because all the holiday parties were behind us. But I'm Eric Reed, and I'm your success coach, and I want to get ready to teach. So let's jump in. I sort of titled this one, uh, Who's Governing Your Prime Directives? And, you know, I'm not a total geek. Uh, But uh, by the end of the show and all the quotes and references I make, I may dispel that myth. We'll see. But my big question is, do you know what your prime directives are? You know, in the movie RoboCop, um, I think the main character Peter Wheeler is given a set of prime directives that serve as his fundamental operating limits. You know, the the RoboCop's prime directives are set sort of his rules, his governing principles, his unbreakable, unbendable code, his his firmware, because if you remember the show, he was half human, half robo, or robot, therefore RoboCop. And I think his primary prime directives were to serve the public trust, to protect the innocent, and uphold the law. Now, if there are any RoboCop geeks listening in, Yes, I know there is a fourth, but we're not going to get into that whole thing. And he had three primary pro, uh, prime directives. You know, and as a matter of fact, in Star Trek, they had a prime directive. The guiding principle of the United Federation of Planets. You know, it, what was it? Um that prohibited the Starfleet personnel from interfering with the internal development of an alien civilization. You know, they couldn't introduce any new technology or any thoughts or any ideas into it. They were supposed to be passive observers, just going about the universe, looking at things and, you know, how many times they violated that. But as I started looking up this, it was funny because um, I ran across a quote from John Luke Picard in the And he says, the prime directive is not just a set of rules. It is a philosophy and a very correct one. And so uh, now I've totally slipped into geekhood. So let me go ahead and tell you that when I watch movies and I I sort of went through and I started digging up, it was like, oh, wait a minute, Stargate had one and Babylon 5 had one. And in The Ender's Game, um, even that comic book show Futurama sort of made a parody of it in um, saying that they prohibited the interfering of undeveloped worlds. So my bigger point is everybody has a prime directive. Civilizations have always had a prime directive. As a matter of fact, and I'll get to this in a, in, in a few minutes, but we are governed by a set of prime directives as a country. And so my, my question is, what are your prime directives? And and who established them and how did you establish them? Now, if I've lost you in this whole prime directive thing and alien worlds and going into uncharted territory, let me back up just a little bit. And and let's be clear what prime directives are and are not. Prime directives are not goals. They're not to-do list items. They're not things that show up that I've got to get this done today. That's my, my, my whole objective for life today is to get the dry cleaning picked up before they close for the holiday weekend, not a prime directive. Prime directives are not rules or laws imposed or written by others. When I say your personal prime directive, that is. Um, I can maybe infuse a sense of urgency. I can share mine with you, but whether you choose to adopt them or not as your prime directive is completely up to you. And then prime directives, um, they don't change daily. You know, it's not the newest fashion, the newest fran- trend, you know, the newest affirmation, the goal setting, the book on the shelf, that kind of thing. Your prime directives don't change. Remember, RoboCop, I don't know how many there were, three, four, five, ten, whatever, the whatever—the spin-offs And how long Star Trek went on for generations with that same primary prime directive. So what are prime directives in, in the sense of your personal ones? Well, to start, they're personal. They're connected to you. And they're often linked to a set of feelings that you have about a topic or an idea or a life or a belief. So there's a, there's a feeling energy around them. Prime directors are consistent and constant sort of always around you. And then prime directives, um, they can't be overwritten by others. You know, going back to the RoboCop reference, he was given those codes and often and often and often everybody kept trying to rewrite them and rewrite them and, and tweak the code and make him bend around the code. But because of his high, higher intellect, he was able to see it and stay consistent within it. And so you can't have, your prime directives can't be overwritten By others, So each of us lives our life according to a unique set of prime directives. They really lay at the core of who we are and what our actions are. As a matter of fact, it's the actions we take or sometimes the actions we don't take. What I want you to do, and this is always a great time of year to do it, is we're, we're naturally put into that reflective contemplation, rewriting, reorganizing who we are, what we want in our lives. It's really slow down and ask yourself, what are my prime directives? What are my core beliefs? What are my governing principles? Who wrote them? Or why did I adopt them? Or when did I adopt them? Or did I even adopt them consciously? And then ask yourself, how are those serving me now? Now, there may have been a time that that prime directive worked for you. It served you well and it guided you forward and it made you to the place that you're at, but is it what you need to move to the next place? And so now is a great time to just sort of ask yourself, what are they? A way to to sort of get them in scope is, is to ask yourself what are the highest priorities of my life? Like what are the highest priorities in my life? Now take a minute and, and just write a few of them down if you're in a place that you can do that. Or when you take a minute after this, the, the show here, just what are my priorities? And what I find when I write a list like this, the first five, 10, sometimes 15 come rolling out of me really fast. Stay with it. Push yourself to that 25, that 30, even beyond it because when you start to get down towards the bottom of the the list or the list starts to get long, you start to go deep. And when you go deep is where you really start to gain insight. Now, when you have that list of prime directives, core values, governing principles, bylaws for your life written out, go through and just score them. Maybe just, you know, first time go A, B, C, Ds, high next to high CD, or one, two, three, And if you get two or three ones and two or three twos and a bunch of fives, it's okay. Then start grouping them and then start asking yourself why these are important. What do they mean? Because what often happens is we have this list and we may have four or five things on the list that we call number ones. They are our life. They are our our prime directive. We couldn't violate those, those, if we tried. And yet when I, meet with coaching clients and, and, and do team building. And I look at that prime directive that they've written on paper and they're very, very sure. This is who I am. This is what I believe. This is what I want in my life. This is it. This is the price I'm willing to pay. I mean, anything for this. And yet I look and their actions and their behavior don't reflect it. That's the gap. That's the gap that we all live in. That's the gap that exhausts us at the end of the day. It's as if our head is pointing one direction and our body is walking the other and we're feeling that tension, that pull, that that stretch that leaves us at the end of the day just exhausted. Because internally we're being told to be one thing, but socially, externally, we're living a different way or not living in accordance with that internal What's interesting, is most of you know, I, I can't believe I, I'm really going to Kikud today. I'm a I'm a reader freak, all of a sudden. I mean, I'll have two or three books that I'm juggling at any given time. Um, I sort of have like a morning book, an afternoon book, and an evening book, and I'm just sitting in a corner by myself catching my breath book that I'll be reading different – and I ran across this idea that we have our social self and our internal self, and which kind of launched this prime directive thinking is we have a social self that tells the world what we are. It's from Facebook to our daytimer to our business cards to everything that we put out there everything, everything, everything that's going on. And also there's a code that we all agree to live by within society or to fit within our group, whether it's our business group, our family group, our church group, our neighborhood group. And so we behave in a way within that social setting. But then we have this internal self, that prime directive, that hardwired DNA code. And when you feel uneasy about a decision, when you're, Resist doing something. When you feel that energy, you know, the energy, it's typically because your internal and your social are in conflict or pointing in opposite directions that you feel that society or that you have to behave in a way to fit is this, but yet your core values, your prime directives say, this is who you are. And it's like trying to put on shoes that are too small. Yeah, you could probably walk a few steps in them, it'd be painful, but it's not how you want to spend your life. And that's that gap, that's that, ugh, that's that tear between prime directives and social settings. And so I kind of jumped off a little bit of what I wanted to, to really dig in. Um, but going back to that prime directive, and so when you look at that list and you see that you've got, you know, a couple dozen things on there, um, I'm going to give you a general idea. Uh, of what my prime directive started with and then what i did over and over and over again so that you can begin to to get sort of some meat around these so maybe making a list includes some of the following things like your spouse or your partner your financial security personal health and fitness children and family spiritual religion a sense of accomplishment integrity honesty so these are key words trigger words for me that 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 have value in my language occupational satisfaction love of others service education and learning self-respect exercising leadership inner harmony independence quality of life pleasure imagination and creativity, curiosity and forgiveness. And, and so when I did my list, I, the first time I went through, I just sort of wrote down words, words that, man, if, if somebody was going to stick labels all over me, these would be the labels I would want. And then I started going through and I would circle the ones that I really wanted, like in bold print, italics, you know, capital, capital, capital letters, that shouting text message kind of thing. Those are the ones. And then I went through and I circled them. And then I sort of went back and I asked myself, what does financial security mean? And why do I want it? You know, and and the first level might be, you know, a million dollars cash in the bank. Well, is it a million dollars? Or is it what a million dollars does, can, might, do? So I started having to sort of dig and dig and dig and dig and start really trying to figure out why these words were important to me. Why things like, health and fitness, or peace and harmony, generosity, being of service. And as you can see, when I told you prime directives are personal, I started to really connect with them. And I would ask myself, in the past, when did I feel as if I was doing this, being generous, exercising leadership, being happy and positive, teaching and guiding, When did I do this at a time that I felt so completely in line, social and internal? When were these two things like, whoa, straight online? Wow, okay, so clearly that is who I am, and I was doing what I should be doing, and there was no conflict between the hardware and the software, so to speak. Let me write that out. And so slowly I began to... to, to, To pull these pieces down and pull these pieces out. And in doing so, I was able to really gain some insight of what adds value to me and what I want to protect. And now that I have these prime directives or these core beliefs of who I am and what I value. Now, if you're a member of a team or if you're in a family or in a relationship, they can't, you you have to start with self. You have to pull it all the way back down to you. Now, I'm not saying to deny your other part, your spouse, your family, kids. But, you know, if you're not living in harmony with you, they're not going to live in harmony. I mean, if you go to a symphony and there's one instrument out out of tune, who gets all the attention? Who does your ear turn to? Who disrupts the show? Not the other instruments, but that one out of tune. So what I'm telling you is when you write these down, be selfish, be focused on self, think of self first, make yourself important for a little while as you write them down, because as you get more in harmony, and that vibration begins to pick up in your life, and you begin to share it with others around you, they start to discover theirs, they start to fall more in line and more in harmony they start to ask questions of you like, so why are you always so calm? Why are you always so generous? Why are you always so able to do or feel or know? And you can go back and it's like, well, these are the core values of my life. These are my governing principles. You know, back in 1787, after six years in the American Revolution, you know, the representative from the 13 original colonies or states sat down and said, okay, we got some, you know, independence here, but... We've got to figure out how we're going to govern each other. We've got to, like, figure out how we're all going to live together. And so let's, like, form this thing. And I think they ended up calling at the Articles of the, con- the Confederation. Um, and they sat and they hammered it out and hammered it out and talked about it and really asked what are the values, what are the principles, where did we come from, what did we know in the past that we don't want to be part of in the future. I mean, they had just come through some pretty dramatic stuff. And they were standing for the first time on their own. And ideas like justice, domestic tranquility, the common defense, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press, freedom of due process, the right to a speedy trial, the right to vote. And a nation built by the people, for the people, under a central strong government with three branches and checks and balances. I mean, you see it all, we all study this in school. This is our governing principles of our country. But what is interesting when you come all the way to, after all of that work and all of that rewriting and all of that rewriting and painstaking as it was, it comes down to we, the people of the United States basically agree that no law is enacted in any state in this country until it is measured against these set of values. And that's where we have the Bill of Rights. and. So what are, your, what are your guiding principles? And the reason I'm really pushing this forward is because when you know what your governing principles are, your prime directive, your core beliefs, then the actions you take every day have to measure against those. If you tell me family is the most important thing, and yet you're gone six nights out of the week to play hockey with friends, wait a minute, is family truly the most important thing or is hockey? And if it's hockey, say it, but let's get these two things in alignment. Let's start reflecting our actions accordingly. If building your business and becoming successful and willing to do anything to have this kind of life, then why aren't you doing it? Why when I check in as your coach on your daily activities or when we get together weekly and talk and you say, well, I couldn't get to it. This came up or that came up. Nothing should come up that's going to interfere with your desire to be your best and grow and and achieve your dreams because these are your core overriding governing principles. Now, I'm not going to say everybody's perfect and everybody's a superhero, but there are certain bridges I won't cross when it comes to my life or earning money or building wealth and financial security for my family because I know what my values are. I know what my prime directives are. I know what my core beliefs and governing principles are. And I also know what commitment I have to making those happen. You know, you guys often hear me talk about my son. Some days that boy is my joy. And some days that boy is my teacher. He has developed this habit of always like ending a sentence with you promise. Like, he loves me to get on the computer and download some Star Wars pictures so he can color them like coloring pages. And he'll say, dad, tomorrow, can you download some pictures for me? I'll say, I'll try. Or, well, when I finish this, then, then we'll, we'll see. And he'll say, no, you need to promise. And I'm like, but <sighs> I told you, if I get everything done and get this, this, and this, I will. No, promise me, promise me. Cause he knows it's seven that when I make a promise, I have to fill it. I can't back away from it. It's who I am. It's what I'm made of. I can't not break a promise. And so I don't make promises lightly. I don't enter into commitments and covenants that I can't with full faith and confidence execute. Now, that doesn't mean I don't challenge myself. That's different. But when I give you my word, that's my highest commitment. That's my highest bond. And so... My my son sort of traps me in my own spider web in some way by saying, say promise, say promise, promise you me you will. And I've tried to teach him that here's my schedule and here's what I'll do and here's what I can do. But if the printer runs out of ink, if there's no paper, if the power out comes through, those are things I don't have control over. So therefore, I can't fulfill my promise. And, you know, to an adult, logically, they'd be like, look, you promised you're standing in front of your computer. The printer's ready. But. Clearly the universe is working against you. I'll give you a break. But you know what? My promise is my promise and I should do everything I can to fulfill it. And so to that, that is one of my governing principles. That's one of my core beliefs. Wealth is one. And when I say wealth, I don't mean necessarily dollars in the bank. That's a piece of it, but I mean wealth of knowledge, wealth of spirit, wealth of relationships and family. And so um, and then financial and financial independence, that that when I look at the way I've written them out in longhand and what they mean to me and why they, do, they stand for me, I'm not going to cross over that bridge that would interrupt those. Honesty, integrity, commitment uh, uh, are words that are very important. And so I won't do anything to the best of my ability to violate those. And so when you start to look at your day and your daytime or in your business plan and and the things you're committing to doing to growing your life in 2017, you need to know these governing principles. You need to get really, really clear because everything starts with these values. If you set goals that aren't aligned with your values, you may accomplish a great deal. You may get so far down the road, but you're not going to be satisfied because you'll be neglecting the things that matter most to you. You know, But by the same token, if you create a daily task list that doesn't reflect your long-range goals or your intermediate goals, you'll be busy but not productive. And we can all do that. We can create a task list a mile long. We can get to the end of the day and hold it up and tell everybody, look how great we were. And we can get the award, and we can show up at the dinner and pick up our trophy. But are we going to be happy? When all the lights go cold, they say and you're standing alone, are you going to be able to be happy? And those are our governing values. So when I set my governing values, and I know what my prime directives are, so to speak, then I can start building long-range goals to add to those, to reinforce those, to 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 make those things happen. And then I have intermediate goals, and then I have daily tasks. So if one of my long-range goals is to build financial security for my generation, my my children and their generation following. Okay. So, and why is that important? Because I want them to have every opportunity that available and not be hindered by the lack of. So what's a long range goal? Well, need money in the bank. Well, how much money in the bank? Well, okay. We've got to figure that piece out. So now that's a long range goal because one of my governing values is like education and education costs. I don't care who you are, or where you're at. It's going to cost. And that cost right now is money. We need to make sure that education is supported. And how is that going to be supported? By having money in the bank. How much money in the bank? Okay, I can do some basic calculations. So that's the long-range goal is to have X in the bank by the time they both turn 18. What's an intermediate goal? Maybe it's a monthly, a quarterly uh, financial dollar amount. So what's a daily activity? find ways to generate that income. If I've got a list of those ways to generate those incomes and I know those tasks are important, then I'll do them. I'm not going to do them because I'm going to get a checkbox next to them. I'm going to do them because I can see over the daily tasks towards the intermediate, down the road to the long range, but more important, I'm driven by the governing value. How could I deny my son an opportunity to have the highest education because I didn't want to do something today because I didn't feel like it. And I so often hear that as a coach. I didn't feel like it. It didn't work out. Other things got in the way. What got in the way of you providing for your kids' education? And you had 18 years to get it done. So you're going to tell me every day for 18 years it got in the way? But, so what I want you to understand and really stress is that we've got a lot of urgent things happening in our lives. We've got things popping up all around us. And, you know, especially now during this holiday season and all the craziness that's going on, we tend to feel like everything's urgent. Let's go back to last week's talk and the Eisenhower matrix that I've shared with you guys over and over and over again, urgent and important. Those are the tasks that make it onto my to-do list. Those are the ones that I focus on as my priorities. Those are the ones that I drive home because I know those urgent and important are driving towards my intermediate, my long range goals and they're supported by my core beliefs or my prime directives. So I'm not going to end up at the end of a week, the end of a month, the end of whatever period of time feeling disconnected from myself Building a day or a week or a month or around even a life around the activities that you always wanted to do and now are becoming the things you do. That's that's success. That's living big. You know, my goal as a coach is to help each of my clients in whatever way possible, discover what their prime directives are, their core values are, and then using those to guide them on how to plan their daily activities. Why? So they can stop trying to jump the gap and live on the other side within their, their, their true self, their, their alignment of, as I had explained in the book, that internal and social, bringing those two pieces together where they can be seen clearly. So if you haven't registered for the big Y class, this is my reminder to get on it. We're gonna really dig into this on a different level and really give you some step-by-step questions to ask yourself about what is important, why is it important to me, how am I gonna prioritize them, why should they be prioritized? And then what does it look like long range, short range and daily? So that's the big Y class. Um, I, uh, may have noticed that the Think and Grow Rich is scheduled to open. I've actually got a couple really important uh, people coming on board to help teach with that class. And so I'm waiting for some confirmation. Hopefully I'll have that wrapped up this week and then that registration will open. A lot of things going on. So do stay in touch. Keep visiting the ericgreed.com website or join the Facebook group, invite friends and people. This is one of those things that when you share it, it, gets better because now you've got people around you talking about the same thing, thinking about the same things, getting their life into the same things. And so I really want to encourage you to do that. If you need me, always reach out and let me know. I'm always here to be of help to you in any way I can. Um, you can connect to me through Facebook or on the, uh, the uh, website. And uh, if uh, you would, add a comment to the radio shows that always helps boost listenership and adds more people to us but until we get together next week i wish you well and be blessed and i guess to throw in the last bit of geekiness live long and prosper wouldn't be out of character thanks for joining us for more information go to ericgreed.com that's eric g r e i d and like us on Facebook slash Eric G. Reed Success Coaching. Join us next time for Success Coaching with Eric Reed.